Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Human remains were discovered consistent with Gabby Petito. Police looking for Ryan Laundry. Getting the unvaccinated vaccinated for kids 5 to 11. The increase of migrant arrivals in Del Rio, Texas. My absolute crisis. The vote on the infrastructure bill is that $3.5 trillion is much too low. The tax increases will be so bad. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. Tom, Betty, and Clark. And uh, wow, where do you start? Bernie Sanders, $3.5 trillion is much too low. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stock market took a beating today. Big time. I get the good news for the Dow is it was down like 900 points and only ended down 600 points, 614 to be exact. The S&P fell 1.7%, the worst day performance since May the 12th. Big sell-off. It was coming, though. I mean, there's some certain a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is back. Biden is the president. Uh, those two things are sort of scary within themselves. And uh, but it's it's been going up and up and up and up. You, you, you got to figure there's going to come a sell off sometime. Yeah, I think most uh, broad indices since what December's 12, 10, 12, 15 percent gain since December, probably. Well, on average. like the S&P over the last 18 months, hasn't it doubled? Mm, not no, not doubled. <laughs> huh? No. What's it up? Fifty percent. I mean, it's it, go back. How, how many months? How many? Eighteen months? months. Okay, that, yeah, it's a little different now, but uh, it's it's it's, yeah, it's gone crazy. Yeah, if you if you look at the COVID drop, uh, it's probably up forty five percent, probably. I mean, you're you're drop. you're the accountant. You pay more attention than I do. Up big time. So I mean, if it, oh. down one point seven percent. Now, if it's down. Each day for the next uh, thirty days, like that, people will be taking notice. Well, I'm taking notice because I'm I'm chasing that when to retire number. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you are you walking out on me? Is that all, no. all the big bucks you get paid here? <laughs> yeah. Mm, I just can't spend it all. <laughs> <laughs> How about them pirates? I've got to confess, uh, my wife and I were listening on the radio, and uh, into the third quarter, they were down thirty-eight to twenty-one, and I said, eh, "Let's watch something on TV." And, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would say me of little faith. I was, I, I was not watching. Uh, we had some guests over cause one of my sons was home from school and, um, the, the, the boys were watching it, but, uh, I was kind of entertaining and, and talking and, uh, they came in and said, Hey, we're kicking an onside kick. I was like, for what? Huh? <laughs> I didn't, huh? I didn't know. And then, so I watched the, uh, watched the drive and the, uh, interception to end the game that's telling they, they congratulations to mike houston and holton ehlers they uh will live to play another day and uh if, you, if you've been under a rock the last couple of days they came back and won what was the final score 38 to 20 uh, no that was they were losing 38 21 38 yeah, i think yeah 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 42 38 and in mike houston's words uh about holton ehlers maybe everybody will shut the heck up but he said something else well <laughs> it was a good win for him. Oh. Well, and, and now looking back, I mean, it's funny. Everybody that was so down after the Carolina loss, the South Carolina loss, uh, suddenly they were doing backflips, singing everybody's praises. So, Oh, we, you know, we're not uh, – we don't have any fewer fickle fans than any other team. <laughs> that's for sure. 
But they very well, you know, had that field goal not gone through or had that return of oh, yeah. that kickoff in South Carolina, they'd be 2-1. and one. And road wins are hard. I mean, on the road, I mean, that's just hard, you know. Well, and Marshall was favored by, what? Eight or nine eight or, or nine something. Points, yeah. So, mm. so, 10 points? Okay. Oh, wow. Thank you, Clark. Mm. Um, so, the other big story that is all over the news, I, we haven't really mentioned it yet, but um, this gal, Gabby Petito, looks like they found her remains. And um, this is really interesting. Back on August the 12th, and, and again, I, I, I'm not blaming any law enforcement because they didn't know back on August the 12th. This, this wasn't a big news story. But it has now surfaced that there was a 911 caller who called in to the Moab, Utah Police Department back on August the 12th and uh, said, there's something going on really uh, not right in this white van from Florida. Grant County Sheriff's Office. Hi, can you hear me, sir? Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, uh, I'm calling. I'm right on the corner of Main Street by Moonflower and... We're driving by, and I'd like to report a domestic dispute. The Florida with the white van, Florida license plate, white land, gentleman, five, six beard. They just drove off. They're going down Main Street. They made a uh, a right onto Main Street from Moonflower. Now, what were they doing? Cooperative, but um, what'd you say? What were they doing? Uh, we drove by, and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her. Yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. So later, the police pulled them over outside of Moab, Utah, and she was all upset. She admitted she was OCD and she was cleaning everything, but and apparently it came out in the news that they both had a very similar medical condition they didn't say what it was uh anyway the long short of it is um they have now found remains it is not officially well as of last time i checked they hadn't officially identified her as absolutely being the remains of gabby petito but it sounded pretty much like she was uh the the body the remains was uh, that of gabby petito uh interesting though a travel blogger who was out in uh, why, uh, on a, on a uh, trip to Wyoming, was out where the car was parked, where they found Gabby Petito's remains, and she saw this van, and it caught her eye because it had Florida plates, and this woman by the name of Jen uh, Bethune saw it and said, huh, there's somebody else from Florida, and they were going to stop find out who, who it was and say hi, but the van was all locked up, nobody around. But she was she was a blogger, and so she was taking video. She went back and looked at her video after she heard the news about this guy Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito and uh, looked at her video that she had taken that day, and sure enough, apparently she had the license plates in the video and the van, and realized it was that van. She was the one that notified authorities. They went in then to where she was in uh, Wyoming and um, found uh, found the remains of Gabby Petito. So it's um, I'm sure that was uh, <clears throat> shaky up. <laughs> no oh yeah, one, no she one... said she was shaken. She said at the same time she felt like 
at least she was able to bring some closure to the Petito family. Um, I don't know what it is. I've done quite a bit of traveling in that area and been to Grand Teton National Park. And um, but general uh, national parks in general, <laughs> um, you do encounter some some weird people from time to time. I, I have over the years where I just had that, uh, you know, my radar went off that this person, uh, this person is strange, <laughs> very strange. Um, so this guy, Brian Laundry is a person of interest in the case. I, that might be the understatement of the year. Uh, but, uh, nonetheless, um, <laughs> I think their interest in him has risen significantly. It's interesting. Uh, nobody knows where he is. He, he took out into some reserve, I guess, down in Florida, mm. and uh, nobody knows where he is. Some people are speculating um, he might be suicidal. Well, you know, he was, what, his parents' house a couple of days ago, I guess it was. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Um, well, Drew, Drew the, uh, apparently drew the, drove the van back to the house. Yeah. You know, this day and age, um, with so many cameras, I mean, it's just about no way he won't be found. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one unless th- he's dead. I mean, yeah, he's rotting yeah. somewhere in the. I mean, it's one thing if he was, swamp. you know, if he was taken off out west somewhere once uh, all this went down. But if he left his parents' house, he, he's probably been on cameras ever since. I mean, it's almost impossible to go anywhere without a camera now. The other um, big news that just broke today was there was another school shooting. The good news is, in this case, now I announced this the last time there was a shooting. Um, in North Carolina, the young man died. This was just up the road in Newport News, up near Virginia Beach, uh, Norfolk area. Newport News Chief of Police Steve Drew said there was a shooting. There were two victims at the school. This is out of WAVY in uh, Virginia Beach. Both victims were 17 years old. Uh, the, the one boy was shot and the um, it sounds like he was shot, but it just skimmed his face. And another girl was shot in the lower leg. It sounds like they're both going to be fine. Apparently, I, I don't know if it was a romance thing or what, but apparently whoever did the shooting was um, targeting these two people. And mm. uh, it wasn't like there was just some random postal situation where the guy was going nuts. They do have a suspect um and now it sounds like uh, it's 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 all over. Uh, it's not all over for uh, this young man who is now under arrest. And was it um, sat? Was it Saturday they had the shooting at North Carolina Central? Yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was a couple of people killed there. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I saw headlines that the uh, chancellor up there is uh, asking uh, for additional help from the local police department. But it because apparently not... the violence at that school is. Uh, not good. Well, I know where it's located, and um, the, that's that's questionable. Yeah, that's not a that's not a good area to uh, walk around at night. But I, I don't think it involved any students or staff of North Carolina Central, though. As far oh, as it's probably somebody from the neighborhood. Yeah, five six one eight two five five. You say we have Jim on the line. Oh, okay. Jim, call back. Well, sorry. When 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 you call, we can't always get right to you. So we'll do our best. Uh, PJ Media is reporting that apparently Cousin Eddie, a.k.a. Joe Biden, realizes that even his constituents thinks he's a moron. So now babbling Biden is desperate to get back what he gave away in his badly bungled bug out from Afghanistan. 
this is this is interesting and it's frustrating and it's it's not going to help Joe's. I, I think Joe is trying to help his image that he's you know that he's a strong leader. It's just going to make people more aggravated. Joint Chiefs Chair and China Hack General Mark Milley is meeting in Greece with NATO counterparts this past weekend, hoping to forge. One, more bases, two, intelligence sharing, and three, other agreements to prevent terrorists from regrouping. You, you, you can't make this stuff up. Now, now, Joe had all these things prior to his asinine pullout of the Bagram, Bagram Air Force Base. Now we have to go back and negotiate with countries that don't trust us, mm. saying, trust us. Oh, yeah, we're good for it. <laughs> and this is unbelievable. So Biden is desperate to try and start from scratch because these negotiations make it clear that uh, his over-the-horizon capability. Remember, that's what they said. Well, we can we can take care of the terrorists from over-the-horizon. We'll send in a drone and we'll blow the guys up. Well, the first drone they send in, they kill a family of innocent people that were actually allies of America. That's who they killed with their over-the-horizon methodology of keeping us all safe. Wow. But he's not so desperate uh, and concerned that he can't take a little vacay to ride his bicycle and eat ice cream at his beach house and eat ice cream. Yeah. So um, this is what the uh, military put out. The U.S. military says it can conduct counterterrorism surveillance and, if necessary, strike in Afghanistan from over the horizon, meaning from assets based in other countries. But here's the problem. I mean, we had Bagram right there, right? Where are they going to locate this other base from over the horizon? <laughs> on one side, you got China. On the other side, you've got Iran. On the other side, you've got Pakistan. On the other side, you've got India, and India's anti-colonialism. I mean, they, don't, they, don't, they do not want any other—I mean, they just got rid of Britain, was that, 100 years ago, 75 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let Americans come in there and have an Air Force base there. Yeah, it, it's— I mean, that was the importance of that base, you know, from early on when the war started in Afghan and until we established a base there, we basically couldn't do a lot except on the ground. I mean, we had, you know, special forces on the ground and CIA on the ground in Afghanistan early on. But uh, if you get a map, you're a long ways. Um, you just can't. You, yeah, you can't, it's you interesting can't, you say that. You because, can't fly 1,500 miles. You know? Well, essentially, say, if you have a map, yeah. the PJ Media story ends with, can anyone in Washington, D.C. read a map? <laughs> <laughs> We've got to take a time out. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right. Go ahead and get your pizza. Today is National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Mm. That sounds good to me. Uh, what are you going to be for Halloween? 41 days until Halloween. Take a look at your weather forecast. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 66. A slight chance of showers on Tuesday, just a 20% chance uh, again for Tuesday night. Tomorrow's high 86, tomorrow night's low 70. Then the rain comes in on Wednesday. There's a 60% chance of thunderstorms and showers on Wednesday with a high near 84. 561-8255. Jim is back. Hey, Jim, welcome in. Hey, Jim. Hi, Tom. Hey, uh, there was such a big threat to the Capitol last week that they put the fencing all back up. I saw that. And then, and then now this week, I, all I hear is crickets. Have you heard anything at all about what went on? 
Um, no, I have not. Uh, I'm sure they're disappointed <laughs> that uh, there hasn't been a riot or something so that they can oh, yeah. uh, put more yeah. people in jail. But okay. no, there's not, nothing there. Uh, I, th- I think there was more reporters than than protests. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate it, Jim. Work. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, the Dems have got to be upset. Over the weekend, the Senate parliamentarian issued a ruling saying that provisions you need to get a female mumbler. The, the parliamentarian is actually a woman. <laughs> Who is the pol- parliamentarian? Uh, Elizabeth McDonough mm. is the Senate parliamentarian. Um, she she said to uh, Joe and the Build Back Better um, boondoggle is, uh, no, you cannot put your condoning of illegal immigrants, making them legal and allowing them to become citizens in your budget. Can't do it. Now, what's really interesting is Ilhan Omar came back, and as is typical of Democrats, and I talked about this on Friday, you know, Joe Biden comes out and says, well, you know, uh, I, I, I can throw out these mandates because it's so important. I can throw out mandates, uh, you know, mandating the vaccine because it's so important. You know, I, I'm, I'm all about saving lives. Well, Ilhan Omar comes out and says today to to uh, Senate leader uh, Chuck Schumer and the other 49 Democrats, just ignore the parliamentarian. We don't have to follow her rules. We don't have to do it. This is too important. These are people that are fleeing from their countries for their safety and typical liberal propaganda. The bottom line is, uh, you know, the three point five trillion so, by the way, if you if you miss the the premise of the story is under this budget, the three point five trillion dollar budget, they want to have all this immigration stuff, which would cause I talked about this on Friday, which would allow chain migration. And so, you know, one of the things the parliamentarian is saying, wait a minute, if you if this were to go through now, you can't do it. But if it were to go through, just think how it's going to impact the budget. I mean, it, three point five trillion is peanuts yeah. compared to what it would cost Americans if suddenly you're allowing all these people and then their chain migration allows all their aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters to come in uh it's it's a total boondoggle and Ilhan just said ah, just ignore it we don't have to listen to her and the same thing happened in the Obama administration you know he he would talk about the constitution as if it was you know just a major stumbling block for his his agenda I mean, he talked about that all the time. Well, he would say it was interesting. Well, I, you know, he, he did at some speed. Well, I can't do that. You know, we have a constitution. Then two weeks later, he'd turn around and do yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the current Democrat Party, I, I honestly just did not see how, the, you know, the average vo- Democrat voter. I mean, yeah, there's a lot Democrat voters will not. I mean, the House will be burning down around them, set by a Democrat, and they would still vote Democrat. I mean, we all know that. Yeah. But that. That ten or fifteen percent that swings either election, either way, I just don't well, it's see more it. like five percent. Yeah, no. yeah, I'm probably being, yeah, it's a little too much there. But um, I, I don't know how they don't see what's going on. It's so obvious to anyone with a brain or or willing to be um, not willfully ignorant. I mean, really, it's obvious what's going on here. Well, the ends justify the means. They they want to have a Marxist society. They uh, There are certain individuals that want power, 
and they will do whatever it takes to retain their power. I mean, and my wife says, well, these people that think they're going to be in power, most of them are so old, they're, you know, they're going to be uh, pushing up daisies before too long. But, you know, there's independents out there, that, and, and I've had a discussion with one recently you know, made a comment to me, well, you know, I, I don't watch any news. I, it's just it's not going to do any good. You know what? You need to watch some news. Yeah. You need to be informed yeah. Yeah. because they are pulling the wool over the people's eyes. I mean, yeah, I, I understand that the news is depressing. I understand that. But you better be informed and you better get involved. Otherwise, the next thing you know, they're going to come marching up your street and telling you what to do. And uh, you're not going to have an option of watching the news or not watching the news. You're just gonna have to follow whatever they tell you to do, and and frankly, we're heading and, there. And, and we're there. Yeah, we're there. We're a lot closer than I ever thought we'd be, honestly, in my lifetime, and it's happened overnight. Interestingly, the mainstream media, which so far has protected Joe at every turn, uh, even the mainstream media, even Meet the Press host Chuck Todd, said yesterday, "F that, Chuck Todd." That's his name. <laughs> yeah, F Chuck Todd. Really? Look it up. I, 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 okay, I just don't want to slip of the lip. Be careful that how you say that. big red flag. Yeah, I know you are. Um, anyway, this is what Chuck said yesterday concerning Joe Biden's bungling. Well, look, I think he's got a, a, a pretty big uh, credibility crisis on his hands because all of these problems in some ways showed up after he said something basically the exact opposite. Afghanistan withdrawal wasn't going to be messy. This wasn't going to look like Saigon. Uh, the booster shots, he came out and he essentially said eight months and even indicated maybe we should start it as soon as five months. Now we're not sure if anybody under 65 is going to get a booster shot. We can talk about the border problems. You could say there's years in the making, but the, the, it's pretty clear we have a bigger problem now than we've had in years. He's got a lot of work to do. The U.N. speech, look, he's got some credibility issues on the world stage. The next month's going to probably still be tough for him politically because he's got to get this big bill through Congress. If he can get that thing passed, Willie, I think he can start to, you know, uh, uh, take a few breaths here a little bit. But he's got a lot on the line here this month, that's for sure. Now, Chuck is critical of Biden, but not so critical that he is uh, willing to talk negatively about the $3.5 billion, trillion dollar boondoggle. You know, if he can just get that passed, he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. I, that that is just going to open a whole nother can of worms for him going down the going down the pike. Others appear to be on Todd's show also question uh, Biden. Um, Todd asked Reuters White House correspondent Jeff Manson about the mood in the White House. "Quote: It got worse on Friday afternoon with all those things happening in one day. They're certainly embattled right now." But this White House has said from the beginning, Joe Biden can chew gum and walk at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. Caddy? I'd like to see evidence of that. <laughs> I it, mean, if he can, that's maxed out. That's all on. he can do. I mean, come on. don't get a third. I mean, you know, he can't walk, chew gum, and click his fingers at the same time. That's an impossibility. Come on. No, I'm sorry, Joe. Um, and this is going to be interesting. Joe is scheduled to speak at the U.N. this week. Wow. Mm. That should really be interesting because there's nobody in the White House that can cut the streaming feed when he goes off script. And but they're working on it. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> now, you know, I, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this. It'll really be interesting if 
there's somebody escorting Joe up to the podium. You watch. I bet you there will be. Because mm-hmm. Joe otherwise would get lost and would be wandering around the hall trying to find where he's supposed to go. That's a good point, and, and I've already, I know how they'll cover it. They'll have somebody that's going out in front of him, like cleaning things off for COVID protocols, something like that. I mean, they, they, they but they will have the, somehow they will work it out so that it looks like, well, he doesn't really need an escort, but they're doing it for some other reason. But the reason why that person will be there is because he needs an escort. Yeah, we got to get him to the podium. He can't even find his way into the White House. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Yeah, he's baseball, lost baseball in high weeds. Wow. Um, interesting stories out in the uh, Washington Examiner uh, talking about a number of different polls. It's looking optimistic. Now, I, again, I let me preface this by saying it's fun to watch the polls, but otherwise they're fairly meaningless. The polls are usually wrong, although I will say this, they're, they're usually more accurate, and I think this is the bias in the media, they're usually more accurate when, the, than when they have the Democrats losing, uh, the, the, the Republicans winning and the Democrats losing mm-hmm. than they are when it's the other way around. But according to this new poll, Joe Biden, with his miserable polling, could lose as many as 41 seats in the House. Mm. which is 34 more seats than the Republicans need wow. for them to take That'd over the House. <laughs> That's, so I think what all they need is eight to take over, right? Mm-hmm. Seven would be a tie. Eight would take mm-hmm. it over. And they're 41, according to projections, they're 41 up. Um, Joe Biden's overall disapproval rating and more challenging for him, his strong disapproval ratings are right where Donald Trump's was prior to the November 2018. And, and Trump lost 41 seats in that, interestingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's not unusual to see the person in the White House, his party, lose in the first midterms. But with Biden's numbers right now, the chances of him losing big time is even greater because interestingly, a lot of people didn't like Trump and the media hated Trump. I mean, he didn't have any good media at all. And he lost 41. I, I, my hunch is, you know, it it could be a lot higher than 41. Now, granted, I realize that there are some house seats, the way everything's gerrymandered. it, It doesn't matter who's there now. I mean, you know, Maxine Waters, Sheila Jackson Lee. Bozo the Clown. Yeah, they're not they're not going to lose. They're just not going to lose. I mean, there's only what is it? Would you say there's less than 20 percent of the House races ever in play? Maybe. Well, what is there's uh, what? Four hundred thirty five. About 80 seats or so. Well, 20 percent of four hundred thirty five is eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, well, and here you've got basically 10%, right? The um, the other interesting part about this is if you look all the way into 2024, um, Republicans are psyching up for that battle. Pollster Scott Rasmussen 
says his numbers show that Trump voters are especially enthusiastic. And again, uh, 2022 is a long way away. 2024 is is a decade away. Uh, He said 75 percent are very motivated. Democrats still out hope for a turnaround of Biden's support. Uh, that ain't going to happen. Uh, I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. Jonathan Zogby of Zogby, Zogby Analytics said voters might change their tune if the president's big spending social welfare and infrastructure bills deliver projects back home. Uh, again, there, it's questionable whether they even get this thing through. Joe Manchin has said, no, I'm not voting for it. Uh, Kristen Cinema says sh- she's doubtful. Right now she's saying she's not. Um Overall, it's close, and I see Republicans with more of an advantage right now than to win both chambers, but not by a huge amount, as Ogby said. Uh, In terms of the 2024 GOP primary and national election, Biden's big government socialist policies fail. Donald Trump supports grow stronger. 71% of all Republicans, of likely voters, including independents who vote in Republican primaries, want to see Trump run again in 2024. Now, that is surprising. Uh, you know, is it going to be Trump or is it going to be DeSantis? I mean, I, I look, I like Trump. I think he's good. I would love to see Donald Trump get behind a DeSantis mm-hmm. and say, you know what, uh, let me play the role of kingmaker and advisor, and let's get some young blood in there who is just as strong, I think, just as strong as Trump, but a little bit more diplomatic. Um, let him be, yeah, and let him be the role as the attack dog. He'd be good at that, you know. He's yeah, exactly. <laughs> let him be the attack dog. Maybe, maybe have uh, Trump as the VP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be interesting. He'd really be the attack yeah, dog. His ego won't let him. That won't let him do that. Voters also don't expect Biden to finish his term. Now, the gentleman to my left has said this for some time. He didn't think he was going to finish the year which means Kamala Harris, the likely Democrat nominee. And they don't like that. That even spells more disaster. In a contest between Trump and Harris, Trump leads among suburban voters 52 to 43 percent, among women 50 to 47 percent. So even amongst women with Kamala Harris, Trump wins even bigger than he'd win with uh, Joe Biden. I think Biden, he was ahead by 3 percent. I think it was like 50 to 47 percent, something like that. He wins even bigger with Kamala. Well, Kamala uh, or Kamala or ever how you say it, um, depends on what day you ask her. Um, I mean, she did. I mean, it's well noted she did horrible in the primaries. But uh, even when you compare her to Hillary Clinton, she's got the same kind of negatives that Hillary Clinton had. And Hillary Clinton. And they both have cackling laughs. But Hillary Clinton won a lot of primaries, you know, basically because, I mean, she had the full weight of the Democrat Party behind her destroying other Democrat primary candidates. But there is absolutely no way the Democrats would take Kamala Harris to as a nominee. Will not happen. I'll, uh, well, I'm not going to say I'd march on the courthouse square naked, but uh, I'll do something. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Speaking of losers... I'm not, I'm not referring to Benny Naked. Speaking of losers, Beto O'Rourke is oh. going to go for the trifecta. Oh, my goodness. He's going to run as for the governor of Texas. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Beto O'Rourke is preparing to run for governor down in Texas. Perhaps O'Rourke thinks that this campaign will be more like his competitive 2018 challenge to take Cruz than his miserable run for president. Um The Dallas Morning News and University of Texas at Tyler has Governor Abbott at 45 percent approval, 
but he's still ahead of his disapproval, which is 44% disapproval. Joe Biden is underwater in Texas, 52 disapproving, 40% approving. O'Rourke's own approval is underwater as well, with 42% disapproving, just 34 ap- approving. But he's going to run against Abbott and says, look, the people don't approve of him. Uh, well, they approve of him more than uh, they approve of you. Beto. Uh, how, how Beto? And Francis. I, I don't even like to call him Beto because that's not his name. But Francis. Uh, Francis, yeah. Francis just, it's hard to sound Hispanic being named Francis, and I know that's what he wants to do, but... I, how does he just keep getting an opportunity to run for something? I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. When you're a liberal and you espouse the liberal ideology, there's another liberal that will come and back you up and give you money and do what you want, give you a promotion. Hey, stay with us. If you're on hold, we'll get to your phone call, I promise. We'll be right back. Your 5 o'clock drive. The drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Take a guess at what the highest price for a gallon of gas in the United States is. Um, In the lower 48? Yeah, the lower 48. Okay. I would probably guess it would be California. Yeah, Uh, got that part right. And I would say probably six and a quarter a gallon. You're close, but you're not high enough. $6.74 a gallon. Wow. Mm. Building back better. Mendocino, (laughs) California, coastal northern city. Yep, that's right. Hey, building back better. And uh, interestingly, Fox did a story on this and went out and talked to some folks. (laughs) And the the people out there, I mean, it's just a little country town, northern California. They got it right. They said, well— Joe Biden keeps printing money and you know to pay for all of his ridiculous things and of course you're going to have inflation and what does Joe say? Well you got to pass my 3.5 trillion dollars so we can keep inflation under wraps. Unbelievable. 5618255. Let's go to Tom from Bellhaven. Hey Tom. Hey Tom. Hey guys. Hey guys. How y'all doing today? Doing well. Good to hear from you. Oh, you too. Um listening to you guys talk about Biden's numbers and he, it just it just amazes me that he's he's got these numbers now after his all of his eighty million or more people voted for him. He gets these numbers because he's doing badly, and Trump got his numbers because he was doing great. And it just it is just incredible to me that we've got what's going on right now in this country. We got people like AOC claiming to be a leader of this country when she couldn't lead a kindergarten class for the lunchroom. Um, you know, <laughs> no, you're right. These these people could not run a lemonade stand successfully. They couldn't. They've never met a uh, they've I, never met a payroll in their life. And I just wanted to call in and let you guys, you know, make y'all be aware of some. Y'all need to be careful if you're gonna call Mr. O'Rourke Francis. I don't know if you ever saw stripes or not. But uh <laughs> Lighten up Francis. <laughs> exactly right. But uh you know, the, the country is, we, we are in so much trouble right now, and I don't think people realize it because everyone is focused on this virus garbage. Um, and that is that is the plan, to take our views oh, off yeah. of what's yep. happening. Yep. And it needs to be, you know, what's going on at the border. I mean, how do you get 7,000 Haitians into Mexico and then get them up here? 
I mean, that needs to be looked at. How is that happening? Yeah, uh, good question. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. I, can you imagine walking from Haiti <laughs> to the Texas border? Yeah, that's a long way. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I, you're right. How do you buy that? I mean, how many pairs of well, tennis shoes figure. would you wear out getting there? It, it's, or you got to figure that if you got if you got from Haiti to Mexico, you're certainly not going to have any trouble getting across the Rio Grande. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, it's um, it, it is. You're right. If if you just use common sense and say, wait a minute, does does this make does this make sense? That these people that have no money, I mean, how they how are they feeding themselves along the way? I mean, they get, exactly. they get up to the border, and all they have is maybe a, a, a knapsack on their back, at, at most. And yet they've, they've walked a, a thousand miles. In, in, I mean, how, how far? I wonder, what is the distance between it's Haiti? It's a long ways. I don't know. It's a long way, but it's even further from Haiti to Central America. Hmm. It is, uh, yeah, it, it, does, it does not pass the smell test, as I often say. Hey, Tom, great call. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Hey, we're going to take another time out. Stay with us. Uh, we get back. Uh, hypocrisy all over the liberal globe. We'll tell you why. We'll be right back. Back to the show. It really makes you think. He is a genius. He's all powerful. He brought a kind of heat. He could be the best. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? More news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back again. Nine minutes before the top of the hour. The Supreme Court announced today they have set a date for oral arguments in this Mississippi case, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. This is an abortion case that a lot of people are looking at and saying, okay, could this overturn Roe v. Wade and send abortion back to the states? where it'll be up to the states, state by state, to decide if they're going to legalize abortion. Now, that's, again, that's, people are projecting that that could happen in this. We'll see. But uh, the uh, oral arguments in Dobbs versus Jackson's Women Health um, will be uh, taking place on December the 1st. So we'll keep an eye on that. Liberals, do as I say, not as I do. San Francisco Mayor London Breed defended herself after, this is just like the governor of California, defended herself after being caught maskless maskless at a city jazz club in violation of her own city's strict ordinance, telling reporters that she was, quote, feeling the spirit, feeling the spirit. I think that means uh, I was three sheets to the wind. Mm -hmm. She was feeling the spirit and not thinking about masking and claiming that San Francisco should not be the fun police even during an ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is your excuse? This is your excuse that I was dancing behind a table full of drinks. So the, the mayor of San Francisco, her justification for breaking her own ordinance was, well, you can't blame me. I was drunk. Yeah. That's what she's saying. But your five-year-old child has to wear a mask all yeah. day in class. In San, in San Francisco. I guess maybe alcohol kills the virus. There you go. That's the new. Uh, well, I know a few people. That's their. That's been their. <laughs> that's been their theory, and they're sticking to it. And and based on the uh, ABC sales in North Carolina and other states. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the ABC director resigned today for North Carolina? 
because they can't keep up with the demand apparently under covid mm. the, well I, I i don't even know who he is but i guarantee it's a political appointment oh with, it was with, it was the governor the governor yeah it's on uh, it's on if you go look okay. at carolina journal i can't remember what his name was but he uh, resigned today lifetime democrat oh yeah oh yeah and that his replacement will be a lifetime democrat mm-hmm. speaking of covid and hypocrisy I, I didn't even know it was on. I could care less. I doubt if the ratings were good at all. But the Emmys were on last night. And guess what? All these liberals were maskless. But they're sophisticated and vaccinated, probably. That, oh, that's what they said. <laughs> well, and that's what, the, that's what the mayor of San Francisco said. She said, hey, well, we're all vaccinated. But her own ordinance says vaccination doesn't matter. You still have to have a mask on. But all, all the hoi polloi's at the Emmys were maskless. They all were. But what's really interesting about this is that while they were maskless, the peons, the serfs, the help, they all had to wear masks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go and look at the photographs of last night's Emmy, just go Google it. Go, go to the images and Google it. You will see all the all the little people, all the people that were, you know, making sure that you have your whatever you need, your your wine or your cold beverage or whatever you need, you know, those people that are making sure you look like the person you think you look like or you hope you look like, uh, they were all in masks. But all the hoi polloi, oh, no, no, we don't need to wear masks. They need to see our good-looking faces. And this is in, in venues all over the country, <clears throat> blue states, red states, particularly blue states where you'll see the hypocrisy of the wait staff and and the, the commoners, as you said, the yeah. serfs serving the lords, and you'll see all these uh, Democrat elected officials from state levels to federal level. Senator Tom Cotton said, "Quote: These same liberals sanctimoniously mock Republicans for giving parents a choice about masks. They're all frauds, and that includes Fauci, who removes his mask when the cameras are off." You know exactly what the source is. (laughs) You're right. The source is Tom Cotton. Fox News meteorologist Janice Dean said, I think after seeing all the celebs without masks or social distancing and a packed tent at the Emmys, we should pretty much move on with our lives. But hey, they were vaccinated is my favorite response to packed tent celebrities with no masks at the Emmys. They're mask holes. <laughs> and we're keeping a PG here. All right. He said mask. He said mask. All right. We got to run. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye bye, everybody. All right.